This is Above Grade with J.S. Brown and your host, Bryce Jacob. Welcome to Above Grade, where each week we'll discuss the construction landscape in central Ohio. I'm your host, Bryce Jacob, president of J.S. Brown & Company. I'm here with Greg Hansberry for your educational and entertaining value. Wow, thank you. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the entertaining side is why we have you. I'm here for education. You're here for entertainment. Okay, all right, fair enough, because I'm sure as heck not informative or educational in any way. So I'm curious, you know, we're we're long into the show, and I always get Mm -hmm. the pulse on the relationship, you know, Mm because you got a lovely wife, and, Mm -hmm. you know, I know she's, you you are in over your head with her. Yeah. So we've got all this language now. Mm -hmm. Is that entertaining her yet? It's it's been helpful. You know, it was recently our anniversary, so over, uh, over a nice Italian dinner, I was able to throw words at you know standing seam roof mm. Mm. where you like <laughs> this dessert looks like a standing seam on a roof she's like Ooh. oh great yeah and of course schluter always oh, schluter really gets her. still one of the winners oh huh? yeah all right. schluter. well i got a guy with us today that's going to just load your brain with all kinds of words that will woo the wife great i'm excited to introduce you Right now, Paul Martin, he's a production manager over at J.S. Brown right, Company. Paul. Paul. Oh, hey, hey. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yeah. Good to be here. Now, Paul, I got to admit, uh, this will embarrass you a little bit, but I had a man crush on you when I met you uh, oh, about Bryce. 14 years ago, 15 years ago. Um, <laughs> Paul's one of these guys. I know. Oh, Bryce. Uh, but it was it was harmless, really. Uh, I saw, I met Paul, got to know him, just really liked Paul an awful lot, and we were doing a community outreach project for Nary. You remember that? That's right. And we, we had a family out in Hilliard that had, I was at 15 kids, and most of them were disabled. They adopted yeah. all these children. Yep. And so their funds were tight, and we decided as NARI, and NARI is a national association, their modeling industry, to do a charitable um, rehab of their home. And we got a lot of different contractors together that are NARI members. Yeah. And we put our tool belts on, and, and I was kind of project managing, which, which you know now how out of my element I really was, to project manage that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I remember. So. <laughs> now I remember. Yeah, you remember that? That's scaffolding, Bryce. Oh, yeah. we, don't, we don't need that down here in the basement. So, yeah. Oops. Now that you already brought it down oh, yeah. here. What, what's this? <laughs> yeah. So um, I've learned a lot since then, kind of like Greg, and you've taught me a lot. But I was watching Paul, and we were putting this chair rail in um, in the in this kitchen, and Paul had these tools and these clamps and just his meticulous attention to detail really inspired me to say that's the benchmark that that's how you should do uh carpentry work and your background is pretty fascinating too so not just your attention to detail today but your background been at it a while been yeah at it a while. you're very modest so, so, yeah. so he's very modest greg did you so, have you gathered that yet yeah we'll get there <laughs> <laughs> well all right so let's talk about this interest yeah. that you have in carpentry and where it came from you're not from central ohio originally i'm not i'm uh from new england um, I was born in Boston, uh, lived in Vermont for a number of years, and then later Syracuse. So Syracuse is where, you know, kind of went uh, through middle school and high school. Um, graduated many, many years ago. Uh, went off. I was in the Air Force for uh, four years and got out and um, was going to college for uh, for a while. And then I met a lady that took me to Keflavik, Iceland, and lived in Keflavik, Iceland for uh 
almost four years. And you're going uh, to school there too through University of Maryland. University Is that right? Maryland, so I yeah. graduated uh, through the so University you're a of Maryland. Terrapin. I'm a terrapin. Yeah. By way of uh, European Division in Keflavik, Iceland. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> More like a sea turtle <laughs> or a frozen yeah. sea turtle. That's that's about what it was. Yeah. So. Um, but uh, uh, early on, after the Air Force, I had uh, gotten into uh, uh, carpentry. I was, uh, I'd actually bought a condo, and um, I really, you know, I didn't know a lot about the residential carpentry. I'd worked with my dad a lot in the ag in- industry that he was in. He, mm-hmm. he built barns and farms and things in the ag industry, and and uh, the uh, the carpentry wasn't all that great on the condo, and I. Uh, the gentleman that came in to do all the repairs, he was fantastic, and it I got the bug right yeah. there. And yeah. um, uh, I was in electronics at the time, and uh, answered an ad. Uh, went out and bought a nail bag, a nail set, and a hammer, and a coping saw, and and you know, ah, oh, the elusive coping saw. The coping saw today. Don't forget that word. <laughs> so, I'm going to try that. Well, the coping yeah, saw. coping saw. Coping Tell, saw. Okay. When your wife's upset, just say, "Hey, coping saw with it." That's right. <laughs> Smack. So, yeah, exactly. So that that started. I answered an ad in the paper, a uh, help wanted ad for a carpenter, and and uh, didn't turn back. And that's uh, now thirty thirty six wow. years ago. So, Interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it's interesting that you didn't have a uh, family upbringing in carpentry. Yeah, my my uh, my grandfather was a farmer and a builder. Um, okay, and my, so you did. My, I'm wrong. My well, not resident. <laughs> well, he was a builder. I didn't. Spend a lot of time with him around that. My, and, but the carpentry side that I got exposed to was was uh, with my dad in the ag industry and mm-hmm. um, poultry barns and hay barns and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Do so, you know why the chicken crossed the road? <laughs> my dad never told me. Well, <laughs> all right. Well, so, it's still still a mystery. Still a mystery. Yeah, right. So, yeah. So I, I had a, a love affair with woodworking right from the beginning, uh, particular interior trim work. Uh, and later, uh, really kind of specialized in uh, cabinet making and stair building, and uh, so, uh, many many years doing that. So now, when you talk about stair building, I don't think people appreciate that. That's a whole new level of carpentry. That's not just you're a carpenter. You're a high level carpenter to be able to build a staircase. It's uh, it's a fine it's a fine yeah. level. It's it's one of those parts of the the carpentry trade. Uh, you really got to be able to visualize uh, the end product and kind of peel it apart in your mind to, to see all the elements that have to go get together, um, laying out the stairway, laying out the railing system, especially on curved stairways mm-hmm. and, um, and switchback stairways. And um, so it, uh, uh, you'll, you'll visualize this in your mind's eye and pull this thing apart piece by piece. And I've already built it several times in your mind before <laughs> you you cut the first piece and um, it's a lot of layout, a lot of planning to have something like that come out uh, well and strong. You know. So you, um, so 36 years doing this and yes. you had your own business in, in central Ohio for some time. I did. It was just Paul Martin custom builders. All right. Uh, yep. Paul Martin builders. Paul Martin builders. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And that was up in, uh, Powell. It's in the Powell area. Did, um, a lot of my work, uh, was through, um, Dublin, Muirfield, and and uh, Worthington uh, areas. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you did a lot of fine details. I just remember seeing some of your projects, and that further solidified my um, fondness of you. Put it that yeah. way. You wanted to poach him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I was like, ooh, I like that Paul. Does good work. I was very fortunate over the years to uh, 
I have the opportunity to get exposed to some really, really fantastic projects. So, yeah, um, yeah a lot of, very, very fortunate. So you're, you don't have that business any longer. Of course, you're working right. at J.S. Brown and Company. But yeah. you, you kind of got to know J.S. Brown years ago. I understand. Kind of an interesting connection. Yeah, it was kind of kind of a fun little story. Um, uh, one of my clients, it became this uh, gentleman became my client, but Jeff and I were were uh, bidding against each other, and yeah. it was uh, it was interesting. It was a larger company um, versus a, a sole proprietor in this in this case, as I was at the time, and um, uh, so I I ended up uh, winning the contract on this mm-hmm. uh, this particular job and. The, uh, I had not met Jeff, but I knew of the company. Certainly, it's a fantastic company. And um, uh, interestingly, the same day that I was awarded the contract for that job, we had a NARI event that night. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a sit-down dinner event, and I happened to be uh, placed in a seat right across from Jeff that evening. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, he looked up and saw my name tag and just kind of smiled. And, yeah. and uh, so that was the first time I that I had a chance to meet him. And, and, uh, and I... You know, but I've uh, uh, I have certainly admired the work that uh, his company has done. You know, for for mm-hmm. years and years, and yeah, yeah. And now we're we're both an exciting part of that evolution of where we're going, and yeah, get to kind of take it to the next chapter. So, you're the production manager, which is kind of a big deal because you're in charge of how everything is produced through the company and the the standards that our our team has. And the communication to the team out in the field. So it's, it's not a small order because, like you said, you had a sole proprietorship. This was a larger company, J.S. Brown was, and it's even larger today than it was right. then. And so that can create all kinds of challenges. And you've been in the position now, oh, year and a half. Year and a half, yeah, plus a little bit. Yeah. Plus a little bit. And what, what's the biggest difference or what are some of the challenges that you see that you're maybe still adjusting to? That's a loaded question, isn't it? Well, it's a, it's a good question. It is a loaded question. Uh, um, the, uh, I think the the pace, you know, the volume that we have um, to uh, um, kind of going through what you know, you know that we're going through not, right now. We're um, uh, lots of lots of changes, systems changes, things that mm-hmm. we're developing and trying to polish. Um, doing that uh, while we're we're growing and building a carpentry staff, uh, and you know, and um, I think uh, put all those three elements together, and it it's, uh, certainly makes it it you know a, a tough job. But yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Scheduling all the all the moving parts and keeping clients happy. I think the the hardest thing and the one that um, we pride ourselves on as a company is client satisfaction. Right. You know, and and you do that in a number of ways. One is on time delivery, and you do it through the type of people you put in their homes and the communication and. So you've taken some huge strides, actually, in this year and a half plus, a uh, month or two, in really addressing those key areas. We're not always perfect at it. We're not. But we've gone through, you know, the, the market is so difficult to find the right employees, especially that care about taking care of someone's home. You can you can find a million carpenters mm-hmm. a day. Yeah. Uh, but to find the ones that really understand how to take care of someone's home and have that attention to detail, that's tricky. It is. And we've stumbled a little bit with that here and there, but we've got a great group now. We really do. We've got a great group of guys that really enjoy working uh, with each other. Um, You're right. You can find a lot of carpenters. Uh, Can you, you know, finding a carpenter that you trust being in someone's home, um, someone that um, 
understands remodeling and the 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 emotional effect of what happens to a homeowner, what we put them through, so to speak, and what mm-hmm. the process puts them through. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's it's one thing to have a talented carpenter. It's another thing to have that talented carpenter that also understands and could be, um, you know, able to you know be there for the homeowner and 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 recognize um, those moments where the homeowner is is getting you know stressed out. We've uh, the process will will put them through that and. Uh, so, yeah, it's great to have talented carpenters, but talented carpenters that understand that process and what the homeowners are going through, um, that's a challenge to find those, and, and we're doing it, though, and we've got a great group of guys. Yeah, definitely a great group of guys and still looking for more. We are. Right? Yeah. And so yeah. I think one of the things that we did, this was kind of interesting, we can talk about a couple of our little hurdles. Uh, Greg, we, we have hurdles, too, not just on the <laughs> not just on the running track. I see what you're saying. Yeah. yeah that's see good. where I'm going with mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Yep. And so, uh, pull vault. vault. We we have felt like we pull vaulted a couple of hurdles, right? (laughs) I remember early on, you know, we have a process of group interviewing our, our new candidates, Mm -hmm. regardless of the position. Sure. So we all want to get to know them. We all want to feel they're the right people and, and, and make sure they really know us well. Uh, Interviews a two way street. Well, especially if you're in a group like this, where you're collaborating with so many moving pieces and parts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And so. Uh, it's a, it's an awkward environment for a lot of people because they're not used to seeing, you know, five faces staring back at them, peppering them <laughs> with questions and, uh, especially carpenters because carpenters are very meticulous and they're introverted to an extent. In mm-hmm. some cases they're, they're not, not all, but you have some that they're, they're very focused on what they need to do. So you put them in front of a bunch of people and they can kind of get quiet. And so we had a handful, we had some fun stories there. Uh, we've had a handful <laughs> of guys come in and they've got a great, you know, bubbling personality and they're wonderful. And, you know, we have all these questions that we ask them about the kind of tools they have and, and how they use the tools and, and tell us a little bit about carpentry, blah, blah, blah. And they, they all talk themselves up a really good game. Right. You know, they're all amazing mm-hmm. carpenters. It's just like, holy smokes. I mean, they, these guys are fantastic. And we hired a couple of them. A uh, little different result, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and they Google searched uh, like, like carpentry yeah. terms. And yeah, they know how to answer I the mean, terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, the, the guy in particular, I, I think it was the one that went on about his fine carpentry skills, and then he laid baseboard, and you needed, it looked more like a mortar joint, you know, for a brick wall. Yeah, and, and uh, project manager called me <laughs> and said, you need to get out here. And, uh, you know, and I went out and, and took a look at it, and uh, the gentleman lasted about a, about another hour and a half. And yeah. he said, this is going to be too much stress. And uh, <laughs> and I said, you know, wow, we're supporting an environment to do the work exceptionally well. I'm surprised that's, you know, stressful to you. Sure. But, uh, uh, so he moved on down the road. And uh, and that was the last guy that we hired. Then. He changed the... Uh, uh, he changed the game. Um, <laughs> at that moment, I decided I need to skills test uh, ah. any carpenter that, that we hire. So enter the elusive yeah. coping saw. So, Greg, the coping saw. So, yeah. <laughs> Here it is again. Yeah, the it rears saw. its head. So the, uh, <laughs> I, I developed um, uh, a few items that uh, I needed to see a guy do a uh, few tasks sure. that I needed to see the carpenter perform for me in the shop that we have. I've uh, been around this long enough. I can tell very, very quickly whether this is something somebody has um, – done for a career and they're really, really good at it, uh, or just really, they have no, no clue at all or anywhere in between. And, you know, for me, it wasn't a, it's not a pass fail, you know, kind of thing, but it, it lets me know where someone stands. And, 
uh, the, the very first guy that I did the, the, the test with and put the copings on his hand, he absolutely just did not know how to use it. And he laid it down and he said, I normally don't use this. I do this a different way. And, and that was great. That just told me exactly what I needed to know at the time. And so here's a guy that said he was a trim carpenter, but, uh, you know, without the background using that coping saw, he's, he, he was not a trim carpenter. Right. And so That's I didn't right. put our team through, um, quite frankly, the time of, mm-hmm. uh, of a group interview. And I didn't put him through that. Um, uh, he was a really nice guy. And as an apprentice yeah. level, I think he, he could have come in as, as an apprentice, but not as a lead carpenter, yeah. which I was hiring at the time. So. Uh, yeah, and a few other items on that test and a little sheet that I uh, wrote a bunch of questions down on. And and if uh, if you can kind of get through that and I get a comfort level there, then then it's worth moving forward mm-hmm. into the group interview. Yeah. Well, and it, it helped. Yeah, I mean, it did. It, it helped, uh, you know, uh, weed some of the uh, baloney out for us quite <laughs> a bit. Smart. I mean, it's smart. Because you, you, you hear a lot of it. It's, it's worth that time, you know, to, to take someone out there. And, you know, we'd have some people not even show up for it. You know, because uh-huh. they realize they were going to have a skills test and they were just trying to get a yeah. paycheck. And, you know, if you're looking for a paycheck, there's a lot of ways to get a paycheck. But if you're looking for a great career and a great family home and to to learn, there's not a better environment, in my opinion, right. out there in this industry because of what we're willing to, to, to train these guys. It doesn't mean it's easy. You know, we've got some of these young guys and that's the struggle and we were going to talk about that a little bit just the the struggle of finding good carpenters and also um what's the next what's the future look like you know without people going into the industry as abundantly as they had in the past how do we address that and we've been really fortunate i think this last year in particular we've picked up three or four young guys that just have the heart for it maybe not the skill to start but they've come in as apprentices and man, they are lightning on fire. Yeah, yeah. We've we've definitely been very fortunate. Bryce, when I started a year and a half ago, we had uh, eight carpenters. Five of those were project managers. Yeah. Three of them were apprentice-level guys. And those three apprentice-level guys are not with us anymore, but we now have a staff of 16 carpenters. And we so we've added, you know. Yeah, uh, doubled you know, it. Yeah, yeah. We've doubled mm-hmm. it. And, and, uh, and to do it at the level that we've done it, at in this market is, you know, we're, we're very, very fortunate to have done that. Uh, the process is is working well for us. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's in any industry because you can teach skills, but you can't always teach that heart or that drive. So when you get those guys that really want to do it, then, you know, it's, yeah, it, it, it could be fun for you because now you got somebody you can help shape and mold to do that coping, coping saw that you, that do you, you even know what that is? Are no, you Googling it right over there right now? I just saw, yeah. I saw you going on the computer here. Yeah. You must be Googling go. coping saw. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's interesting because some of these guys, um, will be very honest with us and we appreciate that, that they haven't used those tools, but they're interested in learning how to do it right. Right. And, you know, if you got the attitude, you got the aptitude, we can take care of the rest. Uh, there's no question about it. And there's people trying to get into this industry. They, they aren't sure how to get their foot in the door. And so we've got some, yeah, there it is. There's yeah, Greg, if, oh, if you is. all had eyes in the yeah, studio mm-hmm. right now, this would be something else. We'd have to start doing YouTube of this podcast, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but but he's got a coping saw there. By now, most of you listening to the this podcast probably Google it. They're way ahead of you. Yeah, they already got They've it. They've already been looking at it. It's widely used to cut molding to create coped Rather than miter joints. Exactly. That's right. I was going to say Do you know that, what the advantage of that is? Read on. Uh, it would, that's all it really says. Oh. Well, um, 
Well, I mean, it, it's. I was uh, expecting a power tool, but this is definitely ha- like a it's old a school hand old hand school. saw. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I mean, uh, you Been probably years um, have a little more control of it when you're doing something uh, via hand than with a big old. He's a quick learner. Well, there you go. Huh? Yeah. There you There's go. a future don't for us. I, I mean, I've, I've never a, used one, yeah. but I've when, got the heart to try to learn. When this go. podcast fails and you have nothing else to do, you can, yeah. we can start building stuff all right, together. All right. Deal. Deal. <laughs> deal. All right. Hopefully you it's not for a while, but no, deal. I, yeah. I hope so too, actually. Um, I'm not sure I could stand seeing you every single day. Once a <laughs> week, once is, week is okay. <laughs> it's plenty. You know what, you know what time, it's time it is? Tip of the week? It's time. It's time for the tip of the week. If you're like everyone else, hiring the right contractor can be intimidating. Before you hire a contractor, be sure to get to know the production team. Take time to visit your contractor at their place of business and see who will be in charge of running the on-site construction of your project. If this person is not made available to you, that should be a reason for concern. The company you choose should be proud of their production team and want to show them off to you. Just like Paul is with his team. That's right. He didn't show them off. So a lot of times when, when people come into our office, they're still getting to know us. They're thinking about their project. Uh, a big part of that getting to know is really important that you know the team. Salespeople are always going to be able to build relationships. Mm-hmm. But having people in your home, how they look, how they dress, how they smell, all those things are mm-hmm. really very important. And, you know, we've got some pretty high standards of how the guys dress, what they're wearing out there, no smoking policies. There's There are a lot of things that we've put into play just to make sure that we don't have um, risk of offending a client. Mm-hmm. Um, and we try to do our best doing that. Um, you know, even the vehicles that they have, we try to keep them in good repair so they look nice. They have letter, they're logoed vehicles. For the most part, we've got a couple that aren't. Yeah. But for the most part, we have lettered vehicles out there. The project managers are all professional, good guys, and, you know, w- willing to help at any at the drop of a hat. It's great for a, a team who goes out into a, a client's home for the first time, knowing they've got a team like that to back them up. And a production manager, you know, like like you, Paul, it's just awesome to have you on the team. So I get to live out my uh, my childish dream from years ago of working with Paul Martin, the Paul Martin, Greg. The Paul Martin, the not Paul just Martin. Paul Martin. That's right. Uh, another thing that's kind of fascinating about you, when you came on board, your first week, I think it was, or almost, or a couple of weeks in, you decided to go have your knee replaced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, uh, I think I told, you know, when I made the decision to come on board, it was with the caveat that, um, can you guys accommodate me getting my knee replaced uh, real soon? Yeah. And uh, so I think I started the week before Thanksgiving in 2016 yeah. and had my knee replaced the first week in January. And That's right. And, uh, new year, new knee. I think between you and Jeff, you guys were very clever because you had me start before my knee surgery, not after. <laughs> That's right. And you got me, you know, kind of, you know, into the system there. And you knew that I wouldn't want to stay away recovering very long. So yeah. 10 well, days after my knee surgery, my knee replacement, I was back in the office. and Yeah, his and, office is in the basement, too. No, yeah. no elevator, flight of stairs. <laughs> it was part of your therapy program. That's right. And I didn't want anyone to change that because it was part of my yeah. my therapy. Going up and down that stairway was very, actually very very beneficial so yeah so you've got a nice recovery so because yeah, you got something coming up uh, august 4th is that right big yeah, date me up pelotonia yeah uh, so my wife and i are big big bike riders and uh the knee replacement uh, has gone well i went back to full strength riding like crazy so, yeah so yeah. for people that are listening to this and you want to support paul how do you do that in your pelotonia team you can go on uh, pelotonia.org and uh do a, a name search for paul martin 
And uh, you can find uh, the the link in there to donate to my ride if and and to Pelotonia, of course. It's so, a cool, yeah. cool, yeah, organization yeah. for yeah. sure. Yeah. <clears throat> now, now go on. You you got on and looked up coping cell. Now go on and make a donation. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there it is. All right, you're you're covered. You've there met your you goal. Go. There we go. Greg filled in the the missing pieces. All right. What are some of the things that homeowners should expect when your team's working in their home? Communication for one thing. Um, all the way through the process, uh, it it's. Uh, gosh, what a, a big element to the success of the project. Um, but we uh, um, uh, we want to communicate our arrival times. Uh, you know, I, I know Bryce on the on the design and sales side. We we often tell the homeowners that there may be days that we're 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 not, not going to be home, on the, yeah. on the job. And uh, you know, we we try to make sure that that the homeowners are fully aware of. Uh, what's coming up um, in the the next few days ahead? Let alone the you know the few weeks ahead. Um, the uh, uh, you know try to try to let them know about certain parts of the project that we're working on and the effect that that's going to have on them. It may be that we're we're going through a part of the demo where we're going to be shutting off water or, or having to shut down electricity mm-hmm. for a little bit. Yep. There are things that we can do to help them uh, in their experience uh, uh, that they're going to be going through. Um, and kind of kind of keep the process moving, keep the uh, keep the planning going, the materials on on site, and so those are cool um, tool you we've invested in. Yeah. You're kind of spearheading uh, for the purpose of improving communication and just the client's wherewithal in the project, so it didn't fall so much on. Did you get my text or did you get this? So talk a little bit about co-construct. Yeah, so we. Uh, we did. We made the investment in a program called uh, CoConstruct. It's a web-hosted um, um, software device that uh, is a construction management tool. Uh, it has a client portal on it mm. that allows us to um, give the homeowner a, a, a link to this um, product called CoConstruct. Uh, there they <clears throat> can they can message with us through that. Uh, so all messaging from the time that job um uh, enters um, uh, boots on the ground, active stage. Uh, all the messaging that uh, uh, we go through on that project, uh, both internally as well as with the client, uh, is contained within that. In that um, and, and forever, it's archived with the jobs. So if we ever had to go back and reference anything, um, it is contained in there. Um, job log uh, entries, daily job log entries, uh, the client has access to that. So they can, if they happen to be away, they can log in. They can see pictures we've uploaded. Um, if, you know, they're busy during the day, uh, but they have a chance to jump on their phone, they can see uh, maybe a job log entry that we've made. We can set it up mm-hmm. to alert them if they want to receive alerts that they've uh, something new has changed mm-hmm. to the site. Um the uh, uh, the schedule can be hosted there, uh, files uh, and uh, change orders, um, various uh, you know documents throughout the course of the project uh, can be hosted there, um, filed, signed, electronically signed. There's it really does a lot for us. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, we kick this off um, kind of a slow rollout back in December uh, and are continuing to ramp it up and yeah. currently yeah. have a half a dozen. Probably six clients, anyhow, that are uh, actively using it, and the feedback from all of them is fantastic. That's cool. Yeah, that's a great tool. We're learning and growing with it, and so look, look more. Uh, we'll look more to the use of that. Sure. Moving forward, 
I got to get on board with that entirely, don't I? Yeah, it was you your know, chance to put a dig in at me. Everyone's <laughs> getting on board with them a little slower adapter to it. Do as I say, not as I do. So <laughs> that's bad, isn't it? <laughs> You're allowed to say that. <laughs> so uh, any any parting questions or thoughts you have, Greg, for, for Paul? Uh, as a uh, kind of maybe just a little uh, DIY advice for someone like myself who's trying to impress his wife, what, what, <laughs> what are a handful of tips or tools you think uh, someone would benefit of um, purchasing oh, at their house? It's just, just some DIY carpentry stuff that um, you can look cool. Yeah. Look cool. And maybe just fix a couple small things around. What are some like real basic one-on-one things that you might, might uh, teach sure. somebody? The um, uh, battery tools are, um, in terms of tools, yeah. that uh, your your battery tools, your drills and um, you know saws, all that mm-hmm. that uh, kind of tool you'll find will be pretty handy to have around the house. Um, the uh, uh, I get a coping saw no matter what. Okay, <laughs> all right, I need to get one now. <laughs> You're like, what, what, what am I going to put crown mold on? <laughs> as soon as you say that, I'll go crown mold the whole and, house. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. and I think I buy a strip of sluter. You know, just to have it in the garage. You know, just set it in the corner and say you have a sluter strip. <laughs> you know, <laughs> that'll go a long way. That's great advice for everyone out there. That's right. That's trying to, you know, I think uh, I think having a circular saw, having yeah. a table saw. Good level. Know, yeah, good um, level. Just the yeah. impact driver. You know, I, I love having some of those power tools. Um, you know, and I, I started out that, that way too. I, I realized that my carpentry was only as good as the tools I had because mm-hmm. I had the vision, but there are so many things I couldn't do. And uh, just the things that I've been able to build now, it's not not anywhere near the level of what, you know, our carpenters do at J.S. Brown or what Paul has been doing. But I've really watched my skill set go up by just having the right tools and doing a little bit of research of, of what you need. And there are just some things like just having a grinder. I mean, I have that mm-hmm. grinder and some of the things I've been able to do are just cutting a piece of metal or whatever it is. Um, that's amazing. You know, when you try to do a snips versus a grinder. <laughs> yeah. Know. Yeah. So, uh, and you feel so much cooler. Right. Right? You feel that power in your hand. Turning and sparks <laughs> flying. Man, is that cool? <laughs> anyway, I get excited about that. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Paul, thanks for spending yeah, your time great. with us today. And yeah, it's great to be glad here. Glad the two of you got to know each other. You always have yep. a confidant in Paul, mm-hmm. Greg, if you need some advice. All just right. to, I will. You know, you need a spark, uh, and the and the grinder's not doing it. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening to Above Grade, where every week we cover great topics here on this podcast, and we hope you're enjoying it as well. Please remember to send us your requests for topics, or if you have an interesting story about a remodeling experience you've had and possibly get invited on the show. So go to Above Grade at J.S. Brown and & Company and uh, email us any of that information. If you don't want to send us anything, that's okay. Be sure to check out our archive of Above Grade podcasts on iTunes or at jsbrowncompany.com. Still can't get enough construction mumbo-jumbo? Be sure to tune in to From Our House to Your Home, the Remodeler Showcase, with Frog Hauling each Sunday morning at 8.30 a.m. on Sunny 95. Until next week, this is Bryce Jacob wishing you a great week to build from. Above Grade is a Columbus Radio Group production and produced by me, Greg Hansberry.